0: NFL Week 7 is here, and this is your DraftKings first look. We're going to go through the DraftKings salaries and all that good stuff. We're going to figure out who looks good, who looks bad, and it is a tough one. This is probably one of the toughest weeks, uh, certainly the toughest of the year so far, uh, buys and injuries and all of that. We're going to cut through it. I've got a core play that's going to smash at stone min salary for you guys, so let's get right into it, and before we even, as usual, can talk about the DraftKings salaries and the positions and all of that stuff. Let's take a look at the games this week and I'll talk to you and I'll explain what I mean in terms of this being a bit of a tough week. So um note that outside of this one game here, <laughs> the chargers at KC with that 48 point mediocre total, we've got a whole pile of games with brutal sub 45 point totals. we got a 37 pointer injured quarterback fests everywhere, some defenses that are exciting, but let's go through these. So of course we start with the lions at the Ravens and both teams are actually uh, mostly healthy for this one, which is nice. And the Ravens are at home Uh, Lions defense pretty good, but neither team really projects all that. Well, both, both defenses are actually pretty good. So we'll see how this one goes, but that one, I guess will be one to keep in mind. Next, we got the Raiders at Chicago and this is the stink fest of the week. No idea who's starting at QB for the Raiders. I think it might be Brian Hoyer at this point, which pretty much negates their whole passing offense in what would otherwise maybe have been a decent spot. Um, Similarly for Chicago, Tyler Badgett or something like that. Like no QB right now. I don't think Fields is going to play. We'll see. That could change, but I don't think Fields is going to play. So pretty much wipes out um, the entirety of the Chicago offense from interest for me at least, which is interesting because this game could have been the smash game of the week had all of the irrelevant QBs been healthy. Oh, well, that's how it goes in another potential battle of backup QBs. And I'm not sure what's going on with Cleveland and Sean Watson. We'll see if he plays this week, but um, Anthony Richardson of the Colts has been ruled out for the season. So we get Gardner Minshew over here. You know, Cleveland defense is good. They're not to be trifled with. So of course the Colts are not of interest. And, you know, I'm probably not interested in too much going on for Cleveland unless Deshaun Watson uh, comes back here. So if he does come back, yeah, actually, I would have some interest in those Cleveland pieces there. Next up, we've got the Bills at the Patriots, and the Bills come with a healthy 24 and three quarter point team total, and that is a team to be interested in. The Patriots are on a death spiral at this point, so um, they are only projecting for 16 uh, points. The Bills always bounce back strong after a bad outing. So I have a feeling the Bills are coming with a vengeance in this game. I will be interested in their offense, but I don't expect a super competitive game. Commanders at the Giants. Giants also back up QB potentially. Maybe maybe Daniel Jones will be back. We'll see. Really interesting, um, Jalen Hyatt on the Giants got a ton of snaps last week. So he's uh, pretty cheap. Let's we'll see what salary he's at, but he interests me a smidge in this game. Uh, I'm not sure if it's better if Jones starts or not. I don't know. Um, But Washington is a good team to throw on. uh, As far as the commanders go. Yeah, it's a good matchup for them too. That, that might be a game to pay attention to, even though the total is anemic at 39 and a half. Falcons at Tampa. Um, just a low total game, thirty-eight. Just does not pop at all, right? Um, both teams are healthy, but this game doesn't really pop. Steelers at the Rams, forty-three and a half point total. Um, this is actually a game I have some interest in. Uh, a we get a healthy, you know, Rams offense at home. B. Rams running back Zach Evans getting the starting role at Stone min salary, super cheap, four um, K on DraftKings. So. Yeah, I'm interested in that. And George Pickens has been doing it and doing it and doing it well for the Steelers. So there are some maybe spots here in this 43.5 pointer. This is, you know, 43.5 is second highest effectively on the slate. So we have to get players from these low total games. Cardinals at Seattle. Seattle coming with one of the highest team totals of the week, uh, 26 and three quarters. Uh so I don't normally play a lot of players from the Seahawks. I just haven't found that any of them justify their price points or any of that. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on the running back, maybe even Geno Smith. I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that team though. Um, an interesting game here is the Packers at Denver with this 44 and a half point total. And again, second highest on the slate of interest. Uh, I, I tend to be more interested in the Packers side uh, on offense. So Jordan love Christian Watson, those guys, the return of Aaron Jones is interesting. I think that Packers off it. I wish they were at home so we could kind of get like a comfort spot, but you're going to see it's really, really difficult to pick any quarterbacks this week that um, outside of the most expensive ones that, that have any life in them whatsoever. Finally, we get the big game of the week. Card- uh, Chargers at the chiefs, 48 point total. Close game. Chiefs slide home favorites here. Um, you know, the Chargers coming off that loss and, They produce a lot of offense, but they also really just find a way to lose every game. It really is amazing. The Chargers have been doing this for years. Um, The Chiefs have yet to really put together a great offensive performance. Pat Mahomes has not paid off his salary even once yet this season. Is it because they only? I, I don't know what the reasoning is. Last year, they also didn't have Tyreek Hill, but yet Pat Mahomes produced. Is this finally the game that Pat Mahomes puts up a had to have it number? And if so, who the hell is he throwing to? Outside of Kelsey, there's no safety on that team. So um, that will be an interesting game to target. So let's jump over to DraftKings, take a look. And, of course, reminding you guys, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, um, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. We want you here. Um, We appreciate those likes and and just letting us know that you're out there. And let me know in the comments who your favorite starting quarterback wide receiver stack is for NFL Week 7. I know it's early in the week. I know it's early in the week, but let me know in the comments. Who do you like? All right, looking at the top of the list, of course, yeah, Pat Mahomes in a great spot uh, at home against the league worst Chargers um, pass defense. They're just a good team to target via the pass. So, 8,300 is expensive for a quarterback, uh, but he's very much in play here. Josh Allen, super high team total against New England. New England defense is obviously pretty good, but not, you know, not good enough to stop Josh Allen. I'm not sure we'll need that much out of Allen in this game to get the win. But usually Buffalo, coming off a loss, they come back angry. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Justin Herbert, the other side of the Chiefs game. You know, the Chiefs defense has actually been pretty good this year. So it's not like Herbert's a must play or anything, but I think he's fine. I think, you know, given the $300 difference between him and Mahomes, I'm going to lean towards Mahomes at home. Mahomes at home. Taylor Swift supposed to be at the game, you know. Maybe stack up Mahomes with Mr. Pfizer, little little Mr. Swift action there. So we'll see. Um, Lamar Jackson, seventy six hundred against Detroit. I, I think that's fine too. the 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 QB position is very very barren this week. It gets gross quickly. So you know, for paying up, yeah, Lamar. I don't normally play Lamar. You guys know this if you're watching this show. He's not like a quarterback that I personally play very frequently i think he tends to underperform his his high salary um yeah i mean he's been pretty close to just averaging yeah he, he had a couple good games earlier in the year actually the game against cleveland the 20 so he did a, cu- a couple big games earlier in the year but more often than not he's you know he's getting you know, 11s and 18s and 22s which are just not enough for the super high you know AK salary but i think this is a week where um you know detroit can score so I think the the Ravens' offense will slow down if the opponent's not putting up numbers on them. But in in a situation where they're going facing a competitive opponent, it becomes much more interesting for me. So I do like the Baltimore side of this game at home. Stafford at home against the Rams. You, you know, one nice thing about if you watched uh, a lot of the breakdowns that I did last week is that you got off the Stafford chalk, right? we talked about it on tournament tactics we ter- talked about it on the millimaker show that, that i do later in the week that you know the fir- when i saw matt stafford was going to be 13 the highest owned quarterback on the slate according to ownership projections i was like well i don't know who's out there and then i and then of course i looked up one of these industry lists and like seven, like so many of the industry was all over matthew stafford there must be i'm i'm glad i don't watch a lot of the quote unquote industry shows i really rarely see almost anything Um, And then I look around and I'm like, is this group think is that what's happening here? Is that like one idiot says something and then all these other idiots just parrot what that person says? I I really think that that goes on in the DFS industry, guys. Uh, Have you seen that? Let me know in the comments. Have you seen that where one like person has a dumb take and then all these other people are saying it? And because that's what I noticed last time. And I'm like, wait, this guy who hasn't crossed 20 fantasy points in two seasons is the chalk in tournaments on a, now, of course, as it turned out last week, a lot of the QBs failed, right? A lot of them failed. So it didn't matter. But we're on record last week in saying, why would you play a guy who hasn't crossed? He's averaging sixteen. He's pr- 16.7 DraftKings points per game. And that's with the team doing well. Going up against an Arizona team, for example, that couldn't stop the run. Like there was no reason to think that the outcome for this game would be all that different from any other game. So I thought that was pretty funny. Now that being said, at at 65 at, at again, I'm going to pay attention to ownership if he, the Rams do have one of the better team totals and it's fine, and now they're down a running back so it's more likely they throw for touchdowns, but I don't know, 6500 for Matthew Stafford it's tough because a lot of these other kind of mediocre QBs are all in this range. You'll see. But I'm I'm guessing I won't be on Stafford again here just because The secondary problem with Stafford last week was stacking him with Cup was very, very expensive. I played a lot of Cup, but the combination wasn't effective. And that really was the issue. Um, All right. Goff on the other side of that Baltimore game. I I just as soon play Lamar Jackson in this spot. But one thing about Goff and and Detroit is, I think with um, Montgomery injured, Potentially, they don't have that running back that's going to steal the touchdowns, which is likely to lead to elevated throwing for touchdowns for Goff. If you needed a reason to be excited about Goff, that's what it is. Um, Geno Smith simply hasn't done it this year. This is actually a great situation, though. Um, uh, It's hard. One of the tough things in this league, it's tough to play Geno Smith. And I think it's, it's more tough to want to stack him, and I'm going to show you why. Not one of the pass catchers on his team has even come close to delivering value against their um, inflated salaries. So if you look at the 14.1 fantasy points per game for DK Metcalf, his best game of the season so far, 20 points uh, on a 7K, 7, 14, 20, 28. So he's only delivered even quote-unquote cash game value once out of six, uh, five games, and he's not delivered anywhere near a tournament value even once. So, if you've been playing DK Metcalf, you've effectively been losing every week. Okay, who else do they have? Well, Lockett priced up at 6k. Lockett's been doing a little bit better, but he really only has one game on the season right here where you kind of wanted to have him on your team, and he did good. You know, at this 6k level, he's averaging 12 again, he's averaging 2x. Not 2.5, not 3. We want them averaging 2.5x salary. And so at 2x, it's a problem. Um, Let's get back to QB. There's so much more I got to shit on here. But some good stuff too. Um, Jordan Love. I'm not sure if Jordan Love is good or not. But, you know, he's played well for most of the games. And now he gets the ultimate matchup at Denver. Now, if this was at home, I think Jordan Love would be one of my favorite quarterbacks on this entire slate. Because it's at home. It's Denver. He's cheap. And all these other QBs are expensive. Can you? I can totally see a scenario where all of these guys, now it might not work out that way, but the expensive crew, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, that's the only three that, and Herbert, right? These, these four. Could we not see a scenario where none of them score more than 25? I mean, if you look at Mahomes, he hasn't outscored 25 pretty much all year. Um, So that's five games. Herbert isn't really regularly um, getting 25 plus. It looks like he got a 31 week and that was it. So it's not like these guys are flying through 30 plus point performances. None of them. Jackson rarely does it. So maybe we could save 2K in salary for someone like Jordan Love. I really like Christian Watson. So I'm going to start this lineup off with Jordan Love. At QB, I think I love the matchup, and um, there's just a very ugly QB position, but I also think it's just really obvious to pick Mahomes, Lamar, or Herbert, who I, you know, they're all fine, but they're all very expensive, but they're all fine. I'm not against him. I'm just saying I want to build this lineup around love. Um, continuing down, though, just to go through the rest of these QBs, I think Sam Howell is playable at 5,500. Fine, don't love it, but it's fine. He's getting some rushing yards each week, and and not a ton, but he gets a little bit. And, you know, he's got a 29 a 19 and 21. So he's got scores that are close to 4X a lot of these weeks. And I think the Giants defense is not good. So I'm fine with Howell. He'll be in my mix. Not playing Russ. Not playing Baker. Um, Dobbs. Oh, man. It's hard to go back there. But once again, in tournaments, we're seeing what's winning in tournaments and playing shit stacks, vomit stacks, as um, as Blenderhead would call them. Vomit stacks. You got to play some of these in Millie makers and Dobbs continues to run for 47, 48, 55 and 41 yards. Anytime a quarterback is is running for about 50 yards a game, that's a five point bonus before you get any other scoring going. It takes so little. He runs one in. Now you're starting at a 12 and all you need is almost nothing in the passing game. They're taking on a Seattle team that can be, you can throw on them. So I I think you got to go back to Dobbs here as it's going to feel bad. Um, Let's see. Jimmy G, more tests, MRI, back injury. We'll see what happens. If Jimmy G comes back, it changes the face of this slate. Minshew, no. Des Ritter, two weeks in a row. Millie Maker winner. At some point, we're going to have to start playing him. I played him a little bit last week. I just didn't get the right mix. So I will play him. Um, Pickett, no. Actually pick it could pick it be used. No, no, no pick it. No, and that's about it. I don't want any of these backup QBs or any of that in my lineup. So starting our lineup here with Jordan love. Sorry. I, I took a little extra time at the QB position this week because it's crazy. Everybody's out. It's a really gross week. There's no games that really explode off the page. So we're going to have to spend a lot of time tr- trying to figure out who our guys are this week. Um, I want to talk about running back, and I'm going to bring up my lock button, super salary saver, core play of the week, Zach Evans. So I'm going to talk about this kid. So Zach Evans is going to be starting probably, probably for the Rams in place of the injured... um, I can't even remember his name, but in place of the... Kyron Williams, uh, in in place of the injured Kyron Williams. Sean McVay has already said, this guy's our starter. So I'm going to give you a little scouting report. I have Zach Evans on all of my dynasty teams. Every single one, because you were able to get him late. So Zach Evans was touted as a prospect above the level of Bijan Robinson coming out of high school, a five-star recruit, right? Um, Ends up with some quote-unquote attitude problems on his first team plays well, but like attitude prop transfers away. And in his last year, I believe it was Mississippi state absolutely tore it up, but he was tagged with attitude problems. Now I'm not going to get into this kid's personal life. I don't even care about it. All, all I know is there were no attitude issues at Mississippi state. He falls to the sixth round he's drafted there, but this was a guy that had been highly regarded as a prospect And again, his reason for the drop was very much kind of like, I don't know what you want to call it, right? But it wasn't his play. So now Sean McVay is saying this guy's our starter. They've got the dusty ass Hoist Freeman coming up from the practice squad. For 4K on DraftKings, Stoneman in a week where we absolutely need the, the salary relief, there aren't many good options on the slate. I'm locking in Zach Evans. He should get enough touches and even some targets to the point where um, we should be able to uh, we should be able to make up for the 4K salary. If he doesn't score a touchdown, if he doesn't catch a pass, it is what it is. But I I like the spot for Zach Evans, so I'm putting him in my lineups. He will be as of you know early in the week. More news and information will come out. And I I make these videos on Tuesday. So who knows as the week progresses. But this kid opens up everything in your lineup at 4K. So we're going to plug him in. And now let's talk through the overall running back position. And of course, Austin Eckler, uh, by far and away, the best play on the slate. Did not do that much in his first game in terms of fantasy production. But he got the 14 carries, got the targets. He had his standard workload. This is the type of workload. That often leads to those 30-point scores. Now, at 8.6K, that's a lot to pay for someone like Eckler, who usually is kind of capped at about a 30-point performance, 8, 16, 24, 32. So, 35, you need to get around 35 fantasy points to bring you back. But he's part of this game that I want to target. So, I like Eckler. He's definitely um, high on my list of people I want to use. Um, Saquon Barkley, much less likely than Eckler to cover his 8,100 salary. I don't know who's the QB for the giants either at this point. So not super excited about that. Josh Jacobs. Normally we'd like him here and I do, but let's keep in mind that the Raiders, who the hell knows who their QB is going to be for the, this is going to be an ugly game. I do think it's a good spot for Jacobs. If you're the Raiders, you probably just want to lean on Jacobs here. So I do like him even with no QB, but the game total is so low. I don't think a lot of scoring is going to happen. So buyer beware, that's all. But, you know, I think he's fine. Bijan, at this point, to me, um, with as much work as Tyler Algier is getting, I don't need to play Bijan. The ceiling's just not there. He's effectively operating kind of like, more like the, the, I don't know how to put it. Like, he's operating like what I thought Jameer Gibbs was going to be on the Lions where he's getting a lot of passing work and and some carries and everything. And I like what he's doing, but the volume is just not justifying the salary. I think Bijan should really be salaried, you know, in that 6.2 to 6.4K zone with a lot of these other sort of um, okay running backs, not in the elite tier as of right now, but, you know, he is where he is. Kenny Walker, 7K, good spot, great, great matchup. Can't ask for more. Um, but the price is a little bit high and and again Kenny Walker is not generally that running back that gets you um enough to let's see he's hit he hit 30 once and every other time he's in the in the teens you know 7 14 21 28 so he he got there and he's about 28 i think he could do it i think he could do it i like Kenny Walker here and i think he's super likely to get you you know upper teens even in a bad game And he never gets hurt, which is nice. Uh, Aaron Jones coming back for this Denver game. Yeah, that's okay. Again, Aaron Jones always a little bit dangerous of a play, but he should be back and at full health. So that's fine by me. Taylor, no. Cook, no. Um, Cook just doesn't score touchdowns, and that's a problem. Normally, I'd like Jameer Gibbs uh, sort of, uh, you know, with with Monty out, but I don't trust him even with Monty out, to be honest with you. I'm not going to load up on that. I'm not falling for that. No, thank you. Um, Zach Moss, no Isaiah Pacheco. Take a look at how much work this kid's getting 16, 16 carries six targets. Didn't do a whole lot against Denver considering that matchup, but it's the workload that, that is exciting me. 24, 23 touches, 17 touches, um, you know, 17 touches. So he has been progressively getting more and more of the work for his team. I, I like Pacheco, um, right now what he's doing so I could plug him right in there. There's more running backs, though, I want to still go through. Where were we? Pacheco, right? Um, Brian Robinson Jr. is very much in play as well. You know, Brian Robinson you know, last week he didn't get a lot of work. It's kind of a weird thing, but he's scoring touchdowns most weeks, and he's been decent. got the touchdown last week. I think this is a great matchup for him. So I'm interested, but not excited. Stevenson also scores last week, but he's just in a split. Um, Williams, not, just not there yet. Also, ten, 10 carries seems like exactly what he's going to get like every single week. 10, 11, 12, 13, too. He just gets that 10, 11, 12 carry range, no targets. Um, I, I would say J- Jamal Williams is just not fully healed from his injury, and we might not see a full blast version of him all season long. Um, Ford against the Colts, you know, Ford continue. I I know people are excited about Kareem Hunt doing a little bit of work, but Ford continues to be the, the prime starter. Um, he holds interest for me for sure. Yeah. Kareem Hunt did the scoring last week, but it really was Ford. I think a lot of what happened last week was also, they couldn't throw. So they just had to run a lot of volume to their running back. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I think there'll be some interesting Craig Reynolds this week in the sort of Montgomery role. That's fine. I don't think I'm super excited but at that price, but maybe. Foreman kind of failed for us. You know, I, I pushed Foreman a lot last week as a, a, what I thought would be a good play. You know, for multiple reasons, he failed. But it wasn't for lack of volume. And, and so I stand by the call. He got 15 carries. You know, he got a a, a target and then his quarterback went down and the game just fell apart. So there's no way of knowing what could have been with Foreman with Fields getting hurt last week. But since Fields remains hurt, I I just have no confidence in that team um, just being able to score points. Super low total. All right. Let's talk defense. I want to go in the order that we like to go in. Now, obviously, there are a ton of viable defenses because all of these backup quarterbacks that are playing this week so but also last week we kind of learned that paying all the way up for a defense is sketchy or at least i learned that unfortunate lesson paying for san francisco in a few spots and of course they only put up like a seven so while the score wasn't a killer score it was just not good enough so some of our other defenses the, the the less expensive ones last week really worked out so let's see if we can Pick out one of those, but we'll go through the whole group here as well. So I'm going to start from the bottom. Patriots at home, no. Not really interested there. Um, Chargers at KC, no. Arizona at Seattle, not really interested there. Chiefs, no. Um, Ravens, I'm not going to have much interest there. Um, Denver. So, yeah, okay, Denver. I mean, I got Jordan Love in this lineup. i certainly not taking Denver, but, you know, young QB can make mistakes, so I think that's okay. Uh, Falcons at Tampa. No bears at Las Vegas. You know what? Are the bears a viable defense going up against Brian Hoyer? I'm going to say yes to that. I don't love it, but I think it's acceptable. Um, giants at home against Washington and, and Sam Howell. Yeah. I think that's an acceptable play. Um, Seattle at home against Arizona. Yeah. I think that's acceptable. So there's some pay down options at defense that I think not great. I don't love it, but are acceptable. Browns at the Colts. I think this is probably one of the better plays. You know, obviously the Colts now have um, Gardner Minshew at the helm, and I just don't think that's a good spot. He's not that good. Um, so, and and Cleveland defense is actual real life good. So I like that one. Of course, we get up to the top here. You know, we could play the Raiders at Chicago with Badgett at the helm. That's going to be a disaster for them. And and um, and potentially, yeah, the Rams at home against. Pick it, but for the purpose of this, let's see here. Who can we attack? I think uh I'm gonna go here with with Chicago, as weird as this is. I'm gonna go with Chicago at home going up against whoever the backup quarterback is for the Raiders. I know it's crazy. Chicago's defense sucks, but and Chicago's offense sucks, but I just think that's gonna be an ugly game on both sides. So I'm just looking for a cheap one that we could plug in. There's some other ones, and we'll get we'll get more down and dirty with. With defenses later in the week, and of course, in our talk with Burns, who is like a master of picking the best defense each week on the um on the Millie Maker, uh, how to beat the Millie Maker show that we do here on Thursday. So, come back for that one. All right. Continuing on, let's go through the tight end. Actually, um, yeah, let's just roll over to wide receiver and kind of run through this position group, and we'll pick out some plays. That we like, but more importantly, um, just kind of go through the whole position, the position group as a whole and talk to these guys. So um, Cooper Cup, sure. Yeah, great, 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 great last week. Great every week. Ninety five hundred price is very tough to swallow, but he got us another 30 last week. And Cooper Cup continues to prove that when he's healthy and when St- Matt Stafford is healthy. He is effectively, you know, a top two or three. Um, wide receiver in the league every single week. Stephon Diggs is fine there if you're playing um, Josh Allen. Uh, I think Keenan Allen is great here. Uh, The the Chargers are going to need to throw. He's coming off another good game. I think um, Keenan Allen, this is... So what I was talking about on the showdown breakdown this past week about Keenan Allen, I'll just bring it up again here, is that Keenan Allen does less good when Austin Eckler is there. He's always going to be a little less good. I don't think we're going to see those 35 type 40 per 40 point perform. let's see what he did a couple weeks yeah he got the 48 he got the 35 so he had the two smash weeks i don't think we're going to see anything like this again this year i think what we should be looking for are more games uh now that eckler's back in the 20s so just be aware of it i think he's overpriced for the role. But a lot of us are going to play Keenan Allen this week because it's that game. And it's the only game that pops and everything. So he should be very, very chalky. And, you know, I'm really got to think about whether I want to eat that chalk or find some alternative. Um, Devante Adams with no Garoppolo is no bueno. No, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Yes, but AK is a little expensive. Puka meh with, with cutback. Puka is just a little too pricey for the role. Um, you know, seven targets last week. So, you know, this was just not that good. So he's priced a little too high with cutback. Evans and Godwin both just meh, you know, DK Metcalf, I guess. Um, if this is a build around Seattle, I think I'm gonna save DK Metcalf this week for if I if I have Geno lineups, but I do like the matchup against Arizona, but that's about it. Pittman, no, tough matchup. DJ Moore, no, bad quarterback, Myers, no, bad quarterback. Um, Cooper's interesting only if Deshaun Watson comes back, but we'll see about that. Um, Davis, no. Judy, no. Zay Flowers. So there's a couple of buttons I want to click, and they're all right here. So three of my favorites this week. One of them is Zay Flowers. I, I like this game. It's It stands out a little bit as one of the better ones. It's not a great matchup, but I think that um, Baltimore will need to be throwing quite a bit in this matchup, so I'm good with Flowers. Next, I've got Christian Watson, who I'm plugging in here, um, to go with love. Christian Watson's got that big upside. He um, Last week, these misses, these targets that weren't caught, they were deep bombs. right? If he catches any of those, he easily— and, and that's why he almost got there on just three receptions last game out. No touchdown. So if we can get a touchdown, or if we could just land another one of these passes against this really horrible defense, I think we're going to be in great shape. So um, give me some Christian Watson this week to go along with Jordan Love in this lineup, but just in general. Um, another player I've been very excited about uh, is George Pickens. You know, Pittsburgh, he's kind of like a Christian Watson. They're throwing deep balls to him, and he has extreme talent. Um, I, I think Pittsburgh's going to be thrown in this game. I don't love that it's on the road, but not, nothing, absolutely nothing is perfect this week. So I don't mind a little George Pickens uh, in my lineups as well. Any of these three guys are fine continuing on you know terry mclaurin i like that matchup against the commanders um i haven't played terry mclaurin much as you guys know but he's finally come down off of that 6500 terry mclaurin is one of those players like i said there are certain players that draft kings perennially overprices the seattle wide receivers are the perfect example but um Terry McLaurin is one of those guys. He's been priced in the 6Ks for, for years, and he never justified it. So to see him coming down to 5.4K, I just think it's much more where he belongs. Uh, Marquise Brown, another 10 targets, I believe. There we go, 11 targets last week. This guy, double-digit targets targets are super consistent, which the wish the QB was better. But I do not mind a little bit of Marquise Brown as well. And any of these are interchangeable. So, for example, if I have this extra salary left over, one way I might want to go is try to look to squeeze Eckler in a lineup. So I'm going to actually do that. But uh, I want to continue looking through these wide receivers because I have some super punts for you guys as well that look really good. But um, Drake London um, has been doing it great the last few weeks as well. So I am fine with him. So we've got Flowers, Watson, Pickens, London, um, Marquise Brown. There's a whole bunch of wide receivers in this 5K zone that I think are fantastic. And I think that's where I'm going to live in week um in week seven it just feels right to play a a bunch of these guys in lineups there's also like i said some super cheap options that uh, i'm going to mention that uh, should be of interest uh Sutton sudden be an interesting bring back option in this game uh in this in this denver green bay game if we're building around that romeo dubs is fine um but not really, uh yeah, they're only four targets last week, so the return of Christian Watson kind of hurt Dubs a little bit. We'll see if he picks his role back up. Palmer getting a lot of targets in the right game, in the right matchup here, so I think that's fine. Seven targets, eight targets. Eh, hasn't done it yet, but 4,800 is not that big of a barrier to get past, and I think we will get better each week. Uh, Rishi Rice is probably going to be over-owned for his four-target projection. Let's see if there's anybody else. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne had a good week. You know, the DOM station, the DFS Army Optimizer was pushing Kendrick Bourne in all my lineups. And I was like, why is this guy in all my lineups? But it worked out really well last week, and he out- ended up with a 20, which was a solid, you know, 4.5x his salary, which is all you can ask for. Um, Curtis Samuel having good weeks. I uh, had another big week last week. Only four receptions. Everybody pat themselves on the back. But you got a little lucky with uh, Curtis Samuel last week. Let's not push our luck. There is a player I'm I'm getting to here. Wandel Robinson, though, down here again, fine by me. Fine play, acceptable. And finally, wait, let me pull him up here. But Jalen Hyatt. Here we go, Jalen Hyatt. You know, for for stone men. Had a pretty high snap count last week. The highest of any wide receiver or player uh, pass catcher on the Giants. He only got four, four, four targets, three receptions. If Daniel Jones comes back, I'm going to have some interest in Jalen Hyatt here. It seems like he might be making his way up to being a starter. So interesting 3K player that I wanted to mention. But you already saw here that you could pretty much, pretty much just live in the 5k zone for these wide receivers and i think that's our best group i think um we're gonna have to build a lot of lineups based on that now with 59.50 left for this lineup we have a choice we can either pay down for another cheap you know just random pick a cheap tight end the tight end position is very sketchy again this week the pay up options are not the best outside of kelsey um i don't hate mark andrews though i do kind of like that so i'm probably gonna plug in mark andrews right there and we'll have 6,200 left, but let's just talk through the tight end position real quick. So um, Travis Kelsey up top, great. Hasn't really been producing, you know, had to have it scores against his salary. He's more in that 20, 22 points, 860, 24, 32. We really need 30s. I don't really think Kelsey's going to get to the 30-plus most weeks, So, but he'll usually get you around twenty twenty two, which is fine. Laporta, hit or miss player. Waller, um, you know, Again, not somebody I'm normally going to be rostering. Uh, Giants just don't score enough, and he has yet to produce a score decent. Komet, no quarterback. Hunter Henry sucks. Pitts, 4K. Price came up a little bit. Okay, not the worst thing in the world, but not the best. Uh, Friermuth should be back this week at 3,900. Um, I don't hate that spot for, for Friermuth if he can stay healthy. Gerald Everett, you know, just hoping for some floor there. Jonah Smith is splitting touches with Kyle Pitts, just weird. Logan Thomas coming off the bad week. So there's not a lot of great spots here to target. Everything looks kind of bad. Mayor, not with the backup quarterback in play. I don't like it. So I'm looking to find a pay down option, but it is not easy here. Um, Dawson Knox, don't really trust that. Don Parham, I am kind of interested in him. But for the most part, I think Mark Andrews is the best play. On the slate, and he is who I'm going to be plugging into my tight end position. Let's jump over to the flex for the last spot. We're going to fill out this lineup. Let's see if there's anybody in the, we'll just talk shit about these players. So, um, yeah, yeah, I found my guy. I found my guy. There he is. So, just to go through it, you know, I'm not playing Myers with no Garoppolo. I'm definitely not playing Moss. Um, if Deshaun Watson was back, I would be interested in Amari Cooper in this game but I don't know that he's back, uh, that he's going to play, but I'd be interested. But I think the safest pick here is just slide Pacheco in here from the game of the week. we got a hundred left. Let's go and see if we can upgrade a defense. Does not look like we can going to leave this crappy defense in here. And there you have it guys. This is your DraftKings Kings NFL week Seven first look, it's a first look lineup. Things will change, but a couple of the highlights, um, Zach Evans, eat that cheap chalk. Uh, why not? He's going to start. We need a 4K player in our lineup. I'm eating it. Um, second takeaway, 50, like the the sub six, you know, between 6,000 and like 5K on, on DraftKings seems to be the sweet spot for like value wide receivers. I don't mind paying all the way up for Eckler here, but I also don't mind paying all the way up for Cooper Cup if I don't need Eckler in that lineup. Mark Andrews, top tight end for me on the slate. And I think vomit stacks at quarterback are going to be the way. So let me know what your favorite vomit stack is this week. Again, credit to Blenderhead for that term. But um, cheap stacks look gross on paper, but that's what's been winning. You're going back to Dez Ritter and, and, and those double stacks, what won the Millimaker last week. Are you doing something different? Let us know. Hit the like button, subscribe. We'll be back all week with all kinds of DFS uh, content. Good luck. And I will see you on top of the leaderboards.